Hello, Hello, beautiful people! <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Bites. Uh, my name is David Jarzinka, and this is Father Craig. And I'm Father Craig, and this is David Jarzinka. And this is Father Craig Fridays. Whoa. Welcome. Yeah. Glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're here. Yeah. Welcome. I'm glad that you're listening and watching. Um, oh my! Here we go. Mic right. drop. Yeah. It, it's fine. We're good. Um, <laughs> uh, today... It's Father Craig Fridays. We already said that. Um, <laughs> spilling things on the floor. All right. Uh, at I am, this point in life, we should be better at the intro. Right now, don't we, you think? We, we just do the same thing every week. We should practice it or something. I don't know. That might not be a bad yeah, idea. No, we should just... Maybe that was just, practice. Yeah. No, that was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on. All right. All right. We're here to answer your questions and to talk about God and things and stuff. So glad you're That's here. And exactly. We're going yeah. to have lots of fun. Yeah. And we recently got in just a flood of questions. So, Excellent. Um, like so this it. episode and um, the next couple of episodes are going to be just all uh, viewer submitted questions. Yes. Nailed it. <laughs> got it. I just read a thing on Facebook that said... Um, you know, your first podcast will be bad. Your first video will be bad. Your first game will be bad, but your 50th one might not be. So here we are on um, episode, <laughs> episode 65, 65. <laughs> and uh, we're still figuring things out. Yeah. So It might but, not be. It might not be. It doesn't guarantee it won't be. <laughs> yep. That's good. All right. But okay, here we go. All right. So Father Craig, um, just to start things off, have you ever had any like funny mass experiences? I've got two for you. Oh yeah? I do. Okay. Okay. So first one did, was not me celebrating the mass. Back when I was in college, uh, the priest was praying the mass and um, good holy man. And you get to the part where uh, it is a daily mass where you lift up the gifts. You say, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness receive the bread we offer you. And instead of that, he says... Bless us, O oh Lord, and these ideas that you're about to receive. And he pauses and he stops and he looks right. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so he says the prayer before meals, which seems fairly appropriate to me, which is pretty good. And then uh, that was a good one. Um, the other one I thought was hilarious. Uh, at St. Elizabeth in Pflugerville, we, we had an English Mass. as the f- um, the vigil, the 5 p.m. Saturday evening Mass. And uh, the choir that week had, had chosen uh, to sing a song in Spanish as the opening hymn for the English Mass. And it was Resucito, you know. So it goes, Resucito. And then, and then they're singing it. And people are looking around very confused. You see, thinking to themselves, <laughs> I thought we were at an English Mass today. And the song is in Spanish. And so they're very confused. And so I get up there and I just, I'm going to go with it. In el nombre no. de Padre, <laughs> and el Espíritu Santo, and I go, ah, just kidding, you know. <laughs> and then the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and so that felt really good because everyone laughed really hard, and I did too. So it was great. That's awesome! Wow, that was fun. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was gonna be okay. I was a little scared with what you're gonna come up with. Those are two really good answers. I love well, that. I know, I know. Fun yeah. things, fun things. Yeah, see, we did all sorts of bilingual music growing up, though. So, like, yeah, interesting. It wasn't a bilingual song. It was a Spanish song. Right. But so, yeah, we'd have like during like the 10 a.m. mass, we'd have like English and Spanish verses. And sometimes it would just be like all in Spanish. Like it was just kind of whatever the choir director was feeling that day. He'd just go with it. It's fine. It was very confusing to me and to others. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I thought I was at an English mass. Do I have the right missile today? (laughs) Do I I have the words in Spanish? I don't know. That'd be tough. So it's good. Well, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Those are... Those are good things. Okay. So, Father Craig, we've got a really good question today. All right. That I think, um, yeah, uh, 
should we start saying who these are coming from or no? Probably not the decision to make in the yeah, moment. Yeah, we'll make it show. right now. But um, <laughs> I know who this is, and I'm ah. excited that they sent this question in. Okay. So thank you for your submission. Um, alrighty. So it says, I'm going to read it word for word here. Okay. So let's say one of your friends gets a job they wanted working for a Protestant organization mm. or someone you love starts getting more into their faith, but it's at a Protestant church. Okay. What is the appropriate response or affirmation, if any? And there's a little addendum here. It says, mm. this is something I struggle with because I want to be charitable and celebrate the fact that they are trying to draw close to the Lord, but I don't want to encourage false belief. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do I think? Well, I, I, I would have a couple of questions surrounding it. So it would depend, I think, on a couple of things. So where this person is in their Catholic faith. So I'm presuming this is a Catholic working at a Protestant organization, or is it a Protestant working at a Protestant organization? Um. I think we could deal with both questions. Okay. So let's say it's a Catholic working at a Protestant organization. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's, let's do the easy one first. A Protestant working at a Protestant organization, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you've got a job, um, you know, and, and you have to do the hard work of making sure that your morals and values and, and beliefs line up with what you do so you can be a person of integrity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so you would uh, sort of talk to your friend as you would anyone who's not a Catholic, um, leading with love, looking for opportunities um, to uh, share the fullness of truth and affirming the things that are good uh, yeah. about that. So belief in Jesus Christ, that's a great thing. Um, a belief uh, in the redemptive power of God, that's fantastic. A love for Holy Scripture, that's excellent, right? Those are all great things. And so we can affirm the things we have in common. Uh, we can love the person, be in good, authentic relationship with them, and look for opportunities um, you know, to ask questions and to offer the fullness of truth, uh, which is found in God's one holy Catholic and apostolic church, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you never want to adapt, adopt the, the attitude of triumphalism where you sort of are like, we are the best and we are so awesome and there's nothing wrong over here and, and these sorts of things. Um, it's not about that. It's about offering to people the fullness of God's gift that he wants to give and the means by which he wants to give it. Right. Okay. okay. Um, now let's say he's a Catholic who's working at a Protestant organization. I would ask, where is that Catholic in their faith? Are they at risk of losing their Catholic faith? Mm. You know, if they are firm in their Catholic faith and they see this as an opportunity to work in a, in a place where they can uh, do something that they um, generally believe in, right? Uh, this is where the second thing I'd ask is, what is that position, mm-hmm. right? So obviously, if you are a Catholic joining a Protestant church as their pastor, eh, that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that would not be good because you wouldn't be able to preach the fullness of the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you would sort of have to hold that back. Um, you know, if you're going to be there as, let's say, your licensed counselor and you're on staff as a licensed counselor, I don't particularly see a problem with that. Um, if you are uh, working in it to help them uh, become an expert at something like marketing, for example, um, that wouldn't be much of a problem either, um, so long as you're not compromising your Catholic beliefs and, and you're really helping them to perfect the content that they're they're doing. Now, if their mission is to go out and convert Catholics away from the Catholic faith, well, then you might have some some conflict there because obviously that's something that you would not align with. Right. Whereas if they're really trying to build up their community and love for Jesus Christ and love for neighbor, um, and they're not particularly anti-Catholic or hostile to our Catholicism, um, I, I think it'd be perfectly feasible for a Catholic to work in a Protestant church in a Protestant environment. Um, it might be better um, for that Catholic to find uh, work in a Catholic church doing what they know and love. Um, however, that's not always uh, available or feasible or um, 
uh, how should I say this? Uh, competitive in its pay. <laughs> I was going to say lucrative. <laughs> yeah. Lucrative, right? Um, and uh, so that's, that's certainly uh, something to consider. But uh, I, I don't necessarily see it as a problem per se to work in a Protestant church so long as you're not compromising your Catholic faith and values. And so you as their friend should probably support them, ask some of those questions, um, you know. And uh, again, we want to be very careful about... Uh, removing the splinter from my brother's eye uh, before removing the log from my own, right? Um, You know, and so uh, we don't want to presume what we know the right answer is. We don't want to presume that we have the exact rightness of it all. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something to be seeking the truth together with others and not to sort of be presumed that I am the dictator of of what is true and good and and wonderful and all these sorts of things. And so we look to Christ and we look to the teachings of his church and we look for, um, you know, what does it mean to live our Catholic faith? And sometimes that can be done in in that sort of context. Um, You know, and other times uh, you, you you would have to be careful because you might have to compromise your Catholic faith there, mm-hmm. and that would be a danger for us. Yeah, gotcha. I have a, a friend of mine who um, was very involved in a Protestant organization, and then um, he was baptized Catholic and like was sort of coming back to the Catholic Church, but then uh, he'd already signed up for a mission trip, mm-hmm. had like realized the truth of Jesus in the Eucharist, okay. and so he was like on this Protestant mission trip um, and realizing that like he had part of the gospel to offer, mm-hmm. right? But like there, there were sections of it that like... Sure. Yeah, because of his role as, you know, this foreign missionary for, mm-hmm. you know, a week or two that he couldn't give like the fullness of what he wanted to give. Yeah, right? and that's and that's something really to consider. That's worth considering because, I mean, I obviously want to give the fullness of the Catholic faith. And sometimes um, it's, you know, sometimes, we, and this is, I, I do not mean to say this is derogatory in any way, but sometimes we do some of these ecumenical events where we're praying with our brothers, um, you know, we consider them separated brethren, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we're doing these prayer services and we're trying to celebrate what we have in common. And yet it's in a certain sense, interiorly, I'm heartbroken because we can't share the fullness of what that communion is. And it, and it is heartbreaking because the Lord prays that all might be one as the father and I are one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he prays this for his, his followers that they would have this unity. And yet that unity is lacking in a certain sense. And so there is something um, disheartening about that. That's not to say that we shouldn't celebrate what we do have in common, but we mm-hmm. don't want to celebrate the fact that we're all different and that's okay. That's that's not that's yeah, not actually that's, true. Yeah. That's, that would be wrong. Right? <laughs> it's a bad thing to celebrate. Um, because the truth is that we want to to know, love, and serve the Lord um, as He wants to be known and loved and served. And the way that He has intended that is by instituting a church. And uh, that church is, in our belief, you know, we believe it to be the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Yeah. Well, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that covers both both sides of the question. That if it's okay. a Protestant doing this in a Protestant organization, like great, mm-hmm. that's it's a good thing that they're striving for the Lord and doing something that they want to do. Um, and if it's a Catholic, that there may be some like some roles that like maybe like as the religion teacher at a, a mm-hmm. Protestant school, like that might be a tough one too. It could be a tough one, but it might also op- offer opportunities. And this is the thing that, um, you know, for example, if you're going to teach the uh, religion at a public school, mm-hmm. right, you might, um, that might be an actually a really great way of evangelization. So you present all those things that are there uh, and you sort of show how those arguments interact with each other. And you, and you certainly, 
uh, could do that. And I know professors who do this in a public setting. For oh, yeah. Things like, uh, well, I won't name that because they do, they do it in a public setting here at the university. Um, and so, <laughs> and so they, you know, the way that they do that is they do present all these the things that they're supposed to present, um, but they're able to answer the the objections of various things from the Catholic perspective in a way that's very convincing by reason to mm-hmm. people and brings them to an openness to the Catholic faith they lacked before. And so there actually is sometimes a great avenue for this. And, and so long as the Catholic is strong enough in their faith and, and the reason to be able to do some of these things, it might be a great role um, mm-hmm. in order to bridge some of that gap. Um, and uh, that would be wonderful. And uh, there's an opportunity there. Um, but I think often the case is that someone might go into this situation without sort of thinking about it, find themselves listening to these arguments, but not really um, being at the place in their faith where they can, uh, you know, have a good apologetic uh, for their Catholic faith. And they might find themselves either drawn away from their faith or give bad witness, perhaps, um, to the Catholic faith and do some harm there as well. And so we need to consider all those things. Or maybe it's that we're not able to give the fullness, and so that makes us feel a certain lack. So I want to be somewhere where I can offer the fullness of faith. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm thinking back to my ethics professor in college that, um, yeah, like he gave all of the arguments from a secular point of view. And like it was very clear that he was very pro-choice. It was Mm -hmm. very clear that like, he did not like hide his uh, his mm-hmm. own like um, sentiment or his own sure. opinions in the classroom. That like mm-hmm. that could be a really cool opportunity. Um, now, if it's in a uh, you know a different denomination, a different church, um, I can see how maybe the administration would be upset. Like, okay, you're teaching Catholic things in mm-hmm. a Baptist school, like. Yeah, this this would be a problem. For example, if I you know were to be the pastor of a parish with a Catholic school, mm-hmm. um, it would be a challenge for me. Um, if I, 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 I would think that I think the religious exemption um, within our constitution, uh, constitutional amendment, mm-hmm. allows you as a religious organization to be discriminatory in the sense that you would hire someone, uh, you wouldn't hire someone who's not a Catholic to teach Catholic faith. Uh, and so, you know, let's say, though, I'd, I were to hire someone who's a Protestant into a position in a Catholic school, I would expect them to be adherent to the Catholic faith and morals and not to teach anything contrary to that. Let's say they're they're a counselor, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and they're a Protestant. Maybe they're a great licensed counselor, and I would use them for that purpose. But, uh, you know, them sort of purporting things or saying that Catholic Church's teaching isn't true would be grounds for me to expel them from the organization because they have a ministerial role, mm-hmm. right? They they actually are an, an extension of the ministry of myself as the pastor in their role. And so this is, this is sometimes we see it come up in, you know, the public sphere where someone's not living the Catholic faith. And so they're released from their position and you see a bunch of opposition to that. Oh, how dare they? They're being discriminatory. Well, the person isn't um, actually representing the Catholic faith. And so that's a problem for an institution that's Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, luckily our, our laws are, are written in such a way that that's permissible. Yeah. You know, which is, which is good because it's, we, <laughs> we want to keep the Catholic faith. And I imagine if you're a Baptist school or a Methodist school or Lutheran school, you'd want to do the same. And so mm-hmm. obviously that Catholic wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be appropriate for the Catholic to teach the Catholic faith there uh, because the institution is not purporting Catholic values and doesn't believe those things. Now, we believe this to be the fullness of truth, um, but if I were to work there, I would have to accept that position knowing that I'm representing uh, that and that it's not my own and um, that I wouldn't be able to teach those things. Yeah. That'd be tough. Yeah, uh, That would be a serious interior dissonance, I think. Mm, yeah, it's a really tough one. Yeah. So, well, cool. I hope this uh, answers your question well. I think we, we've 
gone through as many different avenues with this as we can. Um, if you have a question, you're listening to this and you have more questions, please send them in to podcast at txstatecatholic.org and be, be sure to follow us on our Instagram at O-L-O-W-T-X-State to keep up with all the great stuff going on here at Our Lady of Wisdom. Um, and with, all, with that, I think that's all we have time for today. All right. Our Lady of Wisdom. Pray for us.